Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. A couple things that I'm going to read now that I didn't read in the first, but most of it is from the first service. But I wanted to and I just reiterate to you, the reason why I bring you this sort of section is I want you to know the state of the world so that we can determine our response to it. It's not just a simply, I have no problem talking about politics. I don't apologize. Don't care. Talk about they can take away my 501c3 and shove it up their caboose while they do it. I don't care about any of those things. Just so you know, I don't care. Listen, you need to understand something about me. I'm gone. Yeah. It's already over for me. They're gone. There's no, there's no going back. There's, there's, I've, lost, I've lost all my friends. It's over for me. I've got a bunch of new ones that are better anyway, but I mean, yeah. they're better anyway. But I mean, there's no going back, you know, so it doesn't matter to me what you know, I've been banned off of this and banned off of that. I don't even know why they banned me when there's people saying the same thing. Maybe not quite with the same fervency. <laughs> but they come after me when I've got hundreds watching. They ignore people with thousands watching, but whatever. God will take us to whatever platform we need to be at with however many numbers that we need to be at. So I don't worry about that either. I used to get worried, oh, you know, I'm going to get banned. I didn't stop anything because of it. I just thought, well, I'm about to get banned. And it would bother, I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. God's going to open up whatever doors he opens. On that front, make sure that you guys listen now. You need to hear this stuff. And this may sound political to you, but it's not. It's just, it's just reality. You need to have an account on these media platforms. You ready? You need to have an account on Rumble. You need to have an account on Gab. And you need to have an account on Getter. Getter has now 2 million people. It's, got, it's the fastest growing social media platform on the planet. Faster growing than Facebook ever was when it started. You need to get on there because it's free speech. And they're probably going to kick me off of everything else. And if you want to watch what I do, then you're probably going to... We're already banned for life. I can't put this podcast, I can't put this broadcast onto YouTube from our church because we're banned for life as a church from YouTube. For life. For no discernible reason, which they're violating their law, we're also trying to join the class action lawsuit by President Trump. This paperwork, we're filling out the paperwork right now. They're looking for thousands of people to join. You know, because when they do ban you, they're supposed to, by Section 230 of federal statute, they are supposed to tell you the exact reason why, which they never do. They just tell me it's misinformation, which they can shove that the same place as the other thing I just told you a minute ago, so... I want to tell you these things that are happening in the world. Most of you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You've got to be a lunatic to be in this building to begin with. They are, you're gone too, by the way. You may not know it yet. You may still be trying to people please. You're gone. Especially you, you start attaching yourself to me. You're going to be, watch out. Yeah, we're gone. The, the Rodney R. Browns, the Jonathan Shuttlesworth, the Arthur Pulaski's, the, the Tony Spells, we're gone. They're gone. We just are. The Tom Life, please. We're gone. We're not going back. No, I have no interest. I have no interest. Listen, bootlicking's disgusting anyway, so I ain't going to be doing that. So, or, and even more disgusting is butt kissing, so I'm not doing any of that either. We'll preach the gospel. 
preach the gospel, we'll mix in plenty of politics, I'll say Democrat, I'll say Republican, don't care. I have people on, get into some social media wars every now and then, and people, well, you know, you, that's why you shouldn't have a 501c3, so I'll take it, all you'll do is prosper me. I'm like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you cut me down, I'll become even more powerful. <laughs> say it like my son used to say it, Obi-Wan Adobe, when he was a little, a little boy. <laughs> Obi-Wan Adobe. <laughs> All right, so here's some of the news that's going on in the world. We'll launch into some non-COVID, then we'll get into COVID and vaccines in just a second. We're just going to spend about 10 minutes on this. And I want you to know these things because you're going to have to know how to respond to them. And if you don't know them, you can't respond to them. All right, this is from NBC. NBC News, which by the way, they took it down as I got it, you know, copied it, put it on the podcast, and then they took it down the same day they put it up. I wonder why that was. Well, let's look. Exclusive audio from inside Fort Bliss. Fort Bliss is where they house hundreds or thousands of underage illegal immigrants, just so you know. It's exclusive audio from inside Fort Bliss reveals from NBC News, managers openly admitting, managers openly admitting there has been inappropriate sexual contact between staff and the migrant children housed there their response to that is to take the to to move the staff member away not fire them not call the police in in other words you have children being raped or molested by staff members of joe biden's administration at the border and nobody's doing a thing but when did that happen during trump's administration? i'm just curious i don't remember that story then you know why? Because it's out of control. It's lawlessness. And when the law, where there's lawlessness, the devil, the devil abides. And they're doing nothing about it. NBC News took the story down. I wonder why that was. Because it was all over Twitter and I was about to put it out all over all my platforms too. Massachusetts switching to COVID, the vaccinations. 64% of Massachusetts is fully vaxxed, double vaxxed, Pfizer. TNT, I'm double vaxxed. You got to watch the podcast last night. It's awesome. There's a parrot, an ACDC power parody that we played. You got to see it. But Massachusetts is 64% fully vaccinated, double poke uh, Pfizer vaccines. 75% of their new COVID cases are fully vaxxed. 75%. Pfizer says, Though, a third dose of the vaccine strongly boosts the immune response to the Delta variant. That's strange how that all works out, isn't it? You got Dr. Scott Gottlieb all over the place. If you want to know an embodiment of Satan himself, that'd be that guy who's out there touting this COVID response. Wrote a book called The Uncontrollable Virus, An Uncontrollable Pandemic or something. So he's on CNBC all the time touting everybody should get vaccinated from zero to 100 but what's the problem? Well, he's on the Pfizer board. And so is a very prominent member of the Biden administration when it comes to children's vaccines is also on the Pfizer board. Understand this. It's like, Bill, it's, it's, it's like Anthony Fauci being on the Bill and Melinda Gates vaccine board. You got to know that this all is tied together. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is absolute fact. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who wants every human being vaccinated on planet Earth, is on the Pfizer board. And Pfizer, this was put out by Axios. 
Pfizer is due to make $34 billion this year. But everybody gets a free vaccine. I don't think it was so free. Somebody's paying for it. You know who's paying for it? You and me. Biden's Surgeon General, this is all of this month, by the way. All, actually, all last month. Since today's the first, is today the first day of August? Yeah, so all last month. Biden's Surgeon General said today, which was two days ago, that even fully vaxxed people should mask inside their own homes. Don't worry, it's, it's all about your health. COVID caving Christians watching right now, it's been all about your health from day one. COVID caving pastors, it's all about your health, right? 18 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. White House chatter, it's from Jack Posobiec. White House chatter is that lockdowns for Delta variant are all but a done deal. Virtually all blue states are cooperating with the White House and the CDC. They're aiming for the second week of August. So we'll be about, you know, 19 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. Some cultural news. NBC boss makes big Olympics prediction as viewership plunges. He says they're still going to make money. Yeah. Viewership is down for the Olympics by 47%. See, you know that the devil is at work when there's numbers you've never seen before. How many times have you seen in your life, I'm 52 years old, how many times have you seen, I was a cop for 25 years, right here, right in this area, 25 years. How many times have you ever seen the murder rate go up 25% in a year? That's where we are in our country. Our murder rate is up by 25%. You get fired as a chief of police in, in the city of Sarasota, or the city of Punta Gorda, the city of Tampa, if your murder rate went up 5%. You get fired. Our, around our nation, in only seven months of the Biden administration, our murder rate is up 25% nationwide. There's areas that it's up 90%, 70%. In one year, in seven months, it's an amazing accomplishment to be that galactically stupid. You have to work at it. You have to be smoking something. The opening ceremony for the Olympics had its smallest audience since 1988. You know why? Because you got dudes competing against women. That's not very interesting. And then they're treated like they're Jesse Owens, the first black athlete in this, or the first whatever athlete in that. They have commercials out where they are so brave. You're brave? You're a man. And you're brave to go and compete against women? Only the devil could pull this off with his sidekicks, the Democratic Party, and the global elite. Capitol Police, how many of you know this about the Capitol Police Department? I don't know how many of you saw their bawling on Capitol Hill with Joe Biden's fingers up their puppet shoots. Capitol Police now have a larger budget than the Atlanta Police Department. Atlanta, you ever been to Atlanta? And, and Detroit. Their budget's $460 million a year. They have 2,000 sworn officers and their jurisdiction is two square miles. They couldn't have shut down the insurrection. They have like, they have like 2,300 officers. And they were offered 10,000 National Guardsmen and still couldn't stop their, the, the great trespass? You really believe that? Now, why, are the, why 
Capitol Police now has a larger budget than Atlanta and Detroit. Why is that? Because it didn't under Trump. Why does it now? Because they're setting up satellite offices. This is absolute fact. Pull it up. Setting up satellite offices throughout the country to investigate white supremacist terrorism. Now, I want to just say this to you. If it, if, listen, I'll make fun of anybody. Black, white, redneck, whatever you are, I'll make fun of anybody. I'm a redneck. I'll make fun of them. I don't care. I'll make fun of anybody. Fat, skinny, seaweed eater, whatever it is. <laughs> Vegan, meat eater. I don't care. I'll make fun of anybody. I, I don't care. So there's no holds barred. I, it's just the truth is the truth. So if, it was, if there was white supremacist terrorism, I would bring it up. I'd A, make fun of it. B, speak against it. But there isn't any. Where is it? You're setting up satellite offices to investigate your political adversaries, not white supremacist terrorism. And they're setting up the Capitol Police, who have a jurisdiction of two miles. 2,300 officers has now increased their budget to the size of the Atlanta Police Department, one of the biggest cities in the nation. Atlanta's huge. Huge. But why? So they're just setting up their little satellite offices so they can pull up your social media platforms, your social media posts, see if you ever had a MAGA hat on and accuse you of, of terrorism. You need to know where we're at as a country. You need to know that there's two to 400 people in the metro jail in D.C. under misdemeanor charges sitting in solitary confinement since January. Need to pull it up. There's, their wives and their kids are starving to death. If it wasn't for GoFundMes, they'd be dead. Nobody cares. Their defense, their defense attorneys are denied the video footage of their innocence. Do you know that? 14,000 hours of video footage has been denied their own defense attorneys? That didn't happen during the Trump administration. You're like, Tom, you're just pro-Trump. Listen, Trump, Trump gummed up the whole COVID response. He created, he was part of creating this horrid vaccine. Believe me, it's, I am an equal opportunity offender. I don't agree with Ron DeSantis when it comes to the vaccine either. Only we agree on that it never should be mandated to anybody. He came out the other day, there will never be a lockdown, there will never be a mask mandate, there will never be a vaccine passport in the state of Florida. And I just say this to anybody that's watching from up north, don't you come down here and vote for Charlie Crist. <clears throat> don't come down here and vote for that Democratic Party gelding. Don't do it. This is from Gina Colada from the New York Times, that bastion of conservatism. She's a full branch COVIDian. In one sense, she writes, the world got lucky with the new coronavirus. By sheer chance, see how they put their propaganda in. By sheer chance, scientists just happened to have spent years studying coronaviruses. <laughs> how, do you, how do you print that? and live with yourself. Developing exactly the tools needed, yet Event 201 in October of 2019 where they were doing war games against coronaviruses. Event 201 run by Bill Gates. And everybody was there. World leaders, international corporations, World Economic Forum, the IMF, everybody. But just by chance, they were working on these, developing the exact tools needed to make COVID vaccines as soon as the virus's genetic sequence was established. 
But what will happen if what will happen if the next she writes pandemic comes from a virus that causes severe illness? Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, is promoting an ambitious and expensive plan. I thought he was done. No, 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 no. It's only just begun. If you don't stand. And I want you to know there are people standing. You need to know that. The, the American church is an international disgrace. We right now have rednecks in America, unsaved, slamming 12 Bud Lights before they even get to the protest that are doing the church's job. Because the church is too busy loving. Church is too busy being nice. It's not even scriptural. But Fauci is promoting an ambitious and expensive plan to prepare for such nightmare scenarios. It would cost a few billion dollars, Fauci is quoted, a year to take five years for this first crop of results to engage a huge cadre of scientists, he said. The idea is to make prototype vaccines to protect against viruses from about 20 families that might spark a new pandemic. You never know, right? I mean, I've been here 52 years, and this is the first pandemic I've seen. I remember when the bird flu came out and the swine flu. I was younger then, but even I knew then this is a whole pile of minutiae. Like Y2K. Some of you are in there buying your toilet paper, frozen dinners. I was asleep on the couch. <laughs> Using research tools that provide successful, that prove successful for COVID-19, researchers, listen to this, would uncover the molecular structure of each virus, learn where the antibodies may strike it, and how to prod the body into making exactly those antibodies. You know what that's called? mRNA vaccination which the inventor, Dr. Malone, came out this week on the war room pandemic with Steve Bannon and said, mRNA vaccinations caused the person who took the vaccination to carry a heavier viral load than the unvaccinated. Therefore, the vaccinated are now the plague. That's an absolute fact. Please pull it up. War room pandemic, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon's the guy who got Trump elected. Him and Kellyanne Conway, those are the people who got Trump in office, just so you know. It's one of the biggest podcasts, coming up to 80 million downloads. Listen to it. And they're even putting out, an article came out again in the New York Times that was talking about that people who are vaccinated, they're, they're worried about the unvaccinated being contaminated by the vaccinated. Because when you take an mRNA vaccination, you're loading up your body full of spike proteins for one thing, that caused capillary blood clotting. There's doctors that believe that people only have a few years. I showed the video. This is a very, very respected MD. Showed it on the podcast. Well, you take the mRNA vaccination and it caused capillary blood clotting from S-spike proteins. And they, over time, it, it's capillary, it's capillary level. You have the people that drop dead, dead from the embolisms and things like that, but I'm talking about this is capillary. And it builds up over time. He talked about 62% of his patients who are vaccinated are showing signs of capillary blood clotting, which over time will kill you. At minimum, infirm you. But just keep taking the vaccine, right? If you took it and you're in this room, you need to pray right now 
that God leeches every single bit of that chemical out of your body. He'll do it. Just turn from your ways. Turn from your ways, he'll do it. The Pentagon, the Pentagon gave $39 million to a charity, funny how that works, it's called money laundering, that funded coronavirus gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Our Navy, Marines, Army, Air Force, and Coast Guard sent $39 million to form the pandemic. Source, Jeff Carlson. Pull them up. I challenge you. Prove me wrong. Anybody watching? Prove me wrong. You have no chance. In the UK... Five times more children have died from suicide than COVID in the last year. It's absolute truth. Canada is the same, by the way. Even if you listen to the CDC numbers on the death count, which has, the CDC says that 3.2 million people have died. We usually have 2.9. There's an extra 160,000, even according to their own numbers, that has appeared out of nowhere of dead people. That isn't COVID. You know what it is? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Men and women are meant to be free. Not caged. So people kill themselves when they're caged. I'm not saying they're going to heaven after they kill themselves. They're going to die and go straight to hell for it. But I have compassion upon them because they were caged by a bunch of tyrants. Many of them five times more children. That's not adults. Children have killed themselves in, in, in the UK than have died of COVID because their parents locked them down. Once you grow a spine and get out in the streets with everybody else in London, in Sydney, in Paris, by the hundreds of thousands, by the millions are protesting right now against vaccine passports because they've had it. They shouldn't have listened. Here's the whole thing. I love those people and God bless them, but where have you been? You should have done it before. If everybody would have just done the foundation church thing, the river church thing, the street church thing, that's Arthur Pulaski, and said no, wouldn't be where we're at right now. I'll just use myself. If you'd been like me, you wouldn't be where you're at right now. In the U.S., this is from March of last year till March of this year. And this is, where did you get this from, Tom? The CDC. Which means that it's even better than this. Or worse, depending on how you look at it. Here's the numbers. Every, how many of you believe that lots of people end up in the ICU over COVID? Let's look. Of all the hospitalizations for COVID over the last year, 5% were in ICU. Those are the hospitalizations, not cases. I didn't say 5% of the cases that's not even close. It'd be less than 1% of all the cases went to high. It'd be less than one half of 1% of the cases. These are the people who are already in the hospital that got promoted to the ICU. You see it? 5%. And you're hearing right now we're being overrun. Right? How many of you are hearing that news? We're being overrun. Help us. The Delta variant. You're going to hear the same thing again. And just so you know, whenever a vaccine, whenever a virus mutates, what does it do? It gets weaker. Nobody's even dying of the Delta variant. 82% of 
82.4% of hospitalizations had comorbidities. So people who got hospitalized for COVID, 82% of the time, they were already sick. The death rate for those people, people who are, again, these are not cases. There's lots of people with comorbidities that have cases. I'm talking about it got so bad they had to go in the hospital. Everybody with me? How many of those people died? 82% of hospitalizations were people with comorbidities. How many of those people died? After being hospitalized with comorbidities, 1.9%. And we locked down an entire world for this. Pastor Gelding, Pastor COVID R. Caver closed their churches for that. Tell me how that's any worse than the flu. Come on. Tell me how that's any worse than pneumonia. Come on. They have never closed for this before. So there has to be more to it than a virus. Yeah, all of you know that in this room because you're spirit-led. Where's the rest of the church in America? Australia, Spain, UK, Canada. Where you at, Hillsong? Where you at, Elevation Church? Where you at, Lakewood Church? Where you at, Mega Pastors? Only one stood that I know, and that's Rodney R. Brown. That's it. Percentage of death for hospitalized COVID patients. Keep in mind, hospitalized. 0.3% for those with no comorbidities. Here's the, this, let me say it right. This is the percentage of, percentage of deaths of hospitalized patients. So if you had no co- comorbidities, and you were in the hospital for COVID, not caught COVID, in the hospital for it, you had a 0.3% chance of dying. 99.7% survival rate with no comorbidities and you're hospitalized. How's that any worse than the flu? But the whole world's closed. 300 million people have starved to death because of the lockdowns done in the name of love. 4 million allegedly have died of COVID, but 3 million have, 300 million have died from the response. Where did you get that from, Tom? That came, that's the United Nations, that, that bastion of conservatism. Right-wing conspiracy. There's no great reset. They're on, it's on the WEH page and their own. Build Back Better is the great reset. It's all over the planet. Boris Johnson says it. Macron says it. They all do it. Angela Merkel says it. Klaus Schwab says it. Build back better. The Great Reset's all the same thing. Percentage of death of hospitalized COVID patients with two to, two to five comorbidities. So this is people with two to five comorbidities. So say they go in, they've got emphysema, COVID, uh, give, me, give me some other conditions. Diabetes, what else? Obesity. So they've got two to five comorbidities, right? What's their chances of death after they're hospitalized? 1.4%. Two to five comorbidities. Once they're hospitalized. Most of them are never hospitalized. People with six to ten comorbidities are now hospitalized. What's their chance of dying? Two percent. Ninety-eight percent survival rate with ten comorbidities. I can't even come up with four comorbidities. They have 10. And they go into, they're hospitalized and they have a 98% chance of survival. 
And you shut down the world for this? And this is from the CDC. 10 or more comorbidities now hospitalized. What's their chance of dying? 3%. 97% survival rate with 20 comorbidities. And Pastor Love, you closed your church for this? Australia's in a full lockdown. Ontario's in a full lockdown. They're now all the blue states are about to go on another full lockdown. For this? For this? Where are all the bodies? Who do you know that's died of COVID? I know, I know a couple. You know what they all were? Right here. I had an uncle die of COVID. He's 88 years old. Multiple surgeries, his heart was destroyed. And they said he died of COVID. You don't know whether they did or not. What's the, what's the requisites to determine whether somebody's died of COVID? Per CDC regulation, what is it? All it has to be is, they don't have to have a positive test. The doctor just has to presume that they're a COVID case. And all they have to have is, the, that's one, and then they only have to die with COVID, not of COVID. And they reversed the death certificate lines after 17 years. It's all fact. It's on their own webpage. It's on their webpage. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They changed the lines. Used to be in line one was how somebody really died, and line two was a contributing factor. Like if somebody had stage four lung cancer, and they got the common cold and that finished them off, line one would be what? Stage four lung cancer. Contributing factor? Common cold, which is a coronavirus. Now they reversed the lines and said, you know what? No matter what, if the person has COVID, line one. So that's why all the causes of death. What, how, when did that change? March of 2020, after 17 years of doing it the other way. That was under Trump. Just like Fauci reinstituted gain-of-function research under Trump. Trump didn't even know it. What is all these hospitalized patients with comorbidities, what did almost all of them have in common that died? Morbid obesity. You're like, Tom, really? Yes, listen, America's fat. If that bothers you and you're fat, I'm fat. I'm, why are you bothered? I'm, I said this in the first service. I'm, looking, I'm, I'm testing it again in this service. I'm looking right now. I cannot see my belt buckle. My belt buckle sticks out enough that I should be able to see it even though I'm leaning this way. I'll try this. Still can't see it. Why can't I see it? There's no mystery. So why are you, why are you bothered? Why are you offended? If you're fat, you're fat. Do something about it or don't be offended. Leave your shirt on. For all the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us, it is not. Israel, July of this year, they had 31 people out of their millions that lived there. Can't remember how many millions live in Israel, but millions. 31 people over the age of 60 died in July. 31 out of millions. But their whole society is absolutely shut. You cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel in Israel without your green pass. Absolute fact. You have all the pundits in America, Geraldo Rivera being one of them. 
all over Fox News. You should understand why you're being banned because you're a selfish whatever, bleep, bleep. Okay, well, let's, let's justify Let's justify that fervency by Geraldo. In, in the most, one of the most strict COVID lockdown countries on the planet, Israel, which is 80% fully vaxxed. America's 49%. They're 80%, and they have 90-some-odd percent mass compliance. They had 31 people die over the age of 60 in the month of July. Out of those 31 that died, 25 were fully vaxxed. So you shut down an entire world for this and you want us to vax for what? Five, six of them not fully vaxxed, which means they could have still had one of the one, one jab, maybe not two. But 25 out of the 31 were fully vaxxed people. And Joe Biden comes out and says this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed when the developer, when the inventor of mRNA technology says that mRNA vaccines inherently make the person a purveyor of the illness that they're trying to prevent. July in Israel again, severe critical COVID patients age 60 or above. 182 fully vaxxed, 46 not. Take the vaccine. It's a gift from God according to Franklin Graham. Got to make sure you're liked, Franklin, right? Make sure you're liked. Get out there and just lick boots. You coward. Why don't you stand in the word of God? Drop your Baptist theology and stand in the word of God. Israel, again, 81% of deaths over 60 were fully vexed. And you're hearing our media, and by the way, that's exactly, it's 60% in the UK. And they're saying it's a pandemic from people like you and me. We're carrying nowhere near the viral load as those that are shedding next to you at Home Depot who have been vaxxed. Israel has, in the month of July, 7,000 fully vaxxed, fully masked, but somehow they get 7,700 new cases. Out of those cases, how many came? How many people of these new people who are infected with COVID, how many of them had natural immunity? 1%. So out of all those cases, 72 out of 7,000 had already been infected by COVID naturally and had natural immunity. How many were fully vaxxed? 3,000, fully at 40%. So why would you take the vaccine when when natural immunity beats it by over 40, by 40%? Do you see it? Where did I get this from? It's just the Ministry of Health from the nation of Israel. While their prime minister, the idiot that took over for Benjamin Netanyahu, is saying the exact same Goebbels media propaganda that Joe Biden's saying. Tom, this is awfully political today. I I could do this for hours. I'm not lying to you, I could. I'll try to try to bring it to, to a conclusion here in a second. Less than 18 mortality in the UK. How many kids have died of COVID in the UK? 12 out of 12 million. And out of that 12, six lacked comorbidities. So six out of 12 million. And they want a vaccination. Include, they want to vaccinate an entire nation, including people 12 and under. 
Italy. Government announced, what we got going here? Oh, okay, I got you guys, you're good. Italy announced, government announced health pass proof of vax, digital or paper or a COVID test required to participate in social activities. Give him a minute, everybody, he's good. We're working with him. Social activities, indoor dining, shows and museums, you don't get in without your vaccine paperwork. NFL sent a memo to all 32 teams that they must develop a method for identifying players and coaches and employees who have received the vax. NFL recommended using color-coded wristbands. Who's for segregation? I'm the racist. Who, I wonder, you ever wonder how this will pan out? How many Hispanics have taken the vaccine? How many black people have taken the vaccine? Each community, about 30%. 33 to, 33 to 40% max. How's that all, who's going to be wearing all the bands? Who, who's going to be sitting in the unvaccinated section? All the black people. Segregated again by the people who allegedly love them in the Democratic Party. I'll be sitting with the black people. I'll be looking. They've called me a racist for years. And I'll be the one sitting with all the black people and the Hispanics. I ain't taking that stupid thing. Why? Because they've been used and abused by the government so much and have experiments done on them, they're done. CDC study, 99% of COVID victims had pre-existing conditions. 99%. Finishing with this. French President Macron issues six-month prison decree. This is 7-21-21. For entering bar or restaurant without a vaccine passport, you go to prison for six months. Proprietor, if you're the bar owner or restaurant owner, you go to prison for one year if you allowed it. But don't worry, all you COVID-caving Christians, it's been all about people's health, right? Last one, England. Proof of full vaccination mandatory for entrance into nightclubs and other large crowd venues. Negative COVID tests no longer enough. That's where we're at. Tom, that's doom and gloom. I'm not doomy or gloomy about any of it. But my God shall supply all my need according to my riches and glory. I'll be victory, victorious all the way. But what are we going to do? Because we're going to have to reach these people. And we're going to be together for about another half an hour. So we're going to cover it. What are you and I to do about this? How are you, how are you going to reach somebody who wants the vaccination who's already taken it? What are you going to do? Tom, you're talking about law, as if they're lost. And, well, it does pretty much go along those lines. The only people not taking this vaccine and people, listen, these people are lining up. They can't wait to issue vaccine passports. Christians aren't saying anything. What, what pastor you heard outside of Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Arthur Pulaski, me? Who else is talking about vaccine passports today? Go find them. No, they're, they're very busy talking about prayer, loving thy neighbor, Summer playlist, Sand and Stars, the latest ARC message off the internet, lining up for another Andy Stanley Zoom call service, absolutely blind that they can't see that people in Israel, people in France, people in Italy, people in New York City can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without proof of vaccination. That does not 
echo a siren song in their mind about Revelation 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. No pastors preaching about that in America, or France, or Spain, or Great Britain, or Australia, or Canada. They aren't. Find the messages. There's nobody talking about this. They're blind. Even our brothers and sisters who are least allegedly saved are blind. So what are we going to do about it? You know, that all that I just did, look at all my, these, this isn't even all my notes. I'm always very overprepared. I can read all of this all I want. You know what it's going to do? Nothing. In and of itself, it does nothing. Then Tom, why do you do it? That's for you. You're my brothers and sisters. I'm not trying to evangelize you. There might be a few unsaved in here. That's not my, how I'm going to save them. It doesn't work. Haven't you done it before? Haven't you gone to that friend? Let's use dating, what I always like to use as an example. Haven't you gone to the friend and you're saying, you know what? Look at him. Why? <laughs> Let's go through the litany. He lives with his mom. He's 43. He calls her mommy. He has no job. He's already stolen from you. He's wrecked your car. This is all I've seen in this church, by the way. Why? There's the facts, right? And her answer is what? I love him. So you have, to be, you have to be able to break through that. Facts don't work. Anointing does. And anointing does not come from you and me. You're going to have to plug into another source. Listen, share all my stuff as much as you want, but understand, I don't work either. It's the power of God that works. God wants you to share God with God. Not your version of God, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Name the kind works of Jesus that weren't powerful. Name it, and I want you to name the hug fest in Matthew. Come on, everybody, just come on up here, come on. You're good, you're good. Next, you're good, you're good. No, he fed them, he didn't hug them. You're like, Tom, you're, yeah, I like hugging. I'm just saying it doesn't do anything. He, every, everything Jesus did was with power. That's God's love. We, what we do is we offer people our version of love, which is what? Filthy rags. It's your righteousness. Isaiah 64, 6, it's your filthy rags. It's disgusting. Most Christians, their version of grace is not Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. No, I'm just going to get another divorce. I'm living under grace. You're an idiot. Tom, you shouldn't say that in the church. Why? Paul told people to cut their testicles off, and you're worried about me calling you an idiot? Right? So, so everybody's so soft. Everyone needs to be. A, you need to be a cop for a couple of years. You need to live in the septic world. 
Answer police calls for 25 years. It'll change your life. For the better or the worse. So what do we do with these people? What do we, what do, we do with our COVID caving brothers and sisters in Christ if they are truly our brothers and sisters? What do we do with them? The facts don't work. They're knocking old ladies out of the way to get the vaccine. If we don't do something now, they'll be knocking those same old ladies out of the way to take the mark of the beast. What are we going to do? Let them go? We got to offer them God. I've learned a lot sitting under the ministry of Rodney Howard Brown. I was up there twice this week for the fire conference. I said, I, I want to know. See, I'm different than a lot of people. I'm not bragging. I'm, I have lots of faults and failings. My, my friends and family will tell you that. But the thing is, this one thing I don't is I'm not a liar. And I don't deceive myself. I sit there and I, you know, you know what advice I've given Rodney Howard Brown? Nothing. <laughs> you know why? What, first of all, he's not asking. Oh, yeah, you know, Tom, we'd like to just know, you know, you've, you've been in ministry for, you know, we're a youth pastor, and now you're pastoring a church, you've been pastoring that church for 16, 17 years, and you've, you know, up till a year and a half ago, you amassed a total of 150 people. What is your secret? Rodney Howard Brown had a single, do, single donation last two weeks ago. One person wrote him a check for a million dollars. That's not his offering. That was one check in the offering. And then he had a businessman call him up and say, hey, you know that yacht you're wanting to buy? Yeah, I just bought it for you. Tom, what's your secret? <laughs> Rodney, oh, we don't talk. Prosperity. Oh, the pastor's got a yacht. You, ever, you know the man? You don't know him. Rodney Howard Brown buys old cars and redoes them. He, I mean, I've been to his house. He's anything but extravagant. But he's blessed. So he's not asking for the marginally blessed. So we, we need to sit and ask ourselves, you know, where am I really at here? Do I emanate God's... Rodney Howard Brown walks in the room, and you probably think it's because I have a, a personal relationship with him, and that's why it's not. Had personal relationships with lots of pastors and preachers and Christians. Rodney R. Brown walks into the room, so I want to know, what is it? He has something I don't have. What is it? He emanates God. He smells like God. I want to do that more. He walks into the room, me, fervent, mean, conservative, podcast screamer. I start to just blither. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's God walked in the room. It's not Rodney that's God. It's just a vessel full of God and it's spilling out. That's what you have to be. That's what I have to be. And he said, I, I want to know how. How does he do it? Because he doesn't care. He has no agenda. He oftentimes comes in with his notes ready to preach and the Holy Spirit will say, nah. And he gives him one verse. And then man preaches for three hours. I've sat in a river service that was six hours long. You know, you're like, how could that ever happen? You see, you're all tied up. The service goes too long, you're out. 
See, I've learned to grow being up there. Because I was squirming at first. Now I just know, six hours. If we got out of four, that's a short one. But that's totally true, by the way. They started at 9.30. They're still going right now. This is just, they're midway. They're going to at least 1.30. You know why? Because he gives room for the Holy Spirit. You're like, well, I don't agree with this, and I don't agree with that. Really? Well, they, well he's won 38 million people to the Lord. How about you? That's not an exaggeration. 38 million confirmed salvations through the River Church and Rodney Howard Brown Ministries. How about you? Well, I don't like the laughing, and I don't like people getting slain in the spirit. Pull your head out of your own rectum. Pull it out. Reach back there and just mm, pull it out and listen, start to allow God to talk to you. Because if you're not doing squat, then you don't need to worry about the laughing. That's me. Listen, it doesn't, everything doesn't make me feel comfortable either. But I compare my soul winning and theirs, and I need to go closer to them, not them coming closer to me. Boom, just pull it out. Boom, get back there. You got to get some flexibility in your shoulder. Pull it. You got to emanate God. You're not going to break through on your own. Your facts aren't going to work. They haven't worked yet. Have you tried them on your kid? Some of you, your kids aren't saved. You try your facts and your facts don't work. They've got, you got to walk in the room. They got to burst into tears. They got to be cut to the heart. Don't take all of that literally. It just means how God has got to break through. He's got to cut their heart. It's not going to work for just you, with just you. It's not going to work just with your kindness. You're going to have to emanate God. How do you do it? We've got about 25 minutes to go, if that. How are we going to do it? Do you know the answer? I'm letting it sit for a minute. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not harassing you. I'm not belittling you. I'm asking you, how are you going to emanate God? Do you have a path? Because nothing else is going to work. We want an end times harvest. We want to stave off the vengeance of God. We want our loved ones to be saved. If you're a young person, you want to get married and have kids and have a life. You're going to have to emanate God to save your world. I'm sorry. I wish it was the way that it was in 2010. But it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. We are the only ones who can win it back. The remnant of the church of Jesus Christ are the only ones that can get it back. We're it. There is no hope. Doesn't matter if Trump gets elected. All this took place with Trump as our president. They stole an election out from underneath his nose. Rodney Howard Brown was Rodney Howard Brown's on his council. Calling him, saying they're going to steal it. Oh, you're just a tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorist. And listen. You're like, you're just always on Rodney. No, I'm not. I don't agree with everything that Pastor Rodney does. He definitely doesn't agree with everything I do. He's just my pastor. You probably think the same way about me, don't you? I don't agree with everything that maniac does. He's wearing flowers on his shirt today. and He's trying to act manly. So how do we do it? How do we get to the place when we're spilling out God? How do you do it? Now get ready, because this is going to be uncomfortable for you. You're going to have to contact and engage the Holy Spirit. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. Ananias and Sapphira learned the hard way. Dangerous. 
Whenever you've seen the literal God in the Old Testament, that wasn't Yahweh sitting on his throne. That was the Holy Spirit opening up the earth and swallowing the Israelites. He was the one behind the veil that was dangerous. The cloud that appeared dangerous. Loving, but dangerous. And he's the one that can be grieved. You don't hear about Jesus being grieved. You don't hear about the Father being grieved. But in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30, it says that he can be grieved. Why do you say he's dangerous, Tom? You feel like he could, he could drop people dead? Do I think God does that? Absolutely. That's up to him. I'll leave that up to Yahweh. Get him, God. Get him. I don't even do that. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to engage the Holy Spirit on his terms, not yours. Well, you know, I approach the Holy Spirit as a Baptist. You're a fool. You engage him on his terms. You don't even engage him. Listen, some of the worst, most religious people I've ever met are tongue-talking Pentecostals. You think I'm just picking on Baptists? No. Some of the worst, most religious people I've ever met are tongue-talking Pentecostals. They've gotten to a Christian Pentecostal culture that is just as religious as Catholics. I said that last week with their, here's our miracles of leg stretching. You know how many stories I've heard about that? I I got saved into the Pentecostal movement in 1987 as a Catholic. Venice Assembly of God is where I got saved, 1987. And all I've heard for years now, and now there's exceptions to that, all just for the simplicity of conversation. All I hear is, oh man, we lined up a bunch of ladies at our ladies conference. They all just put their legs up and we just, we, I saw it. I saw a lady's leg stretch a quarter of an inch and then another one a half of an inch. I'm like, who gives a crap? So what? What does that do? And I know this really offends people. I'm looking at faces right now. You're probably like, okay, so what? Is that, is that, is that the testimony of Jesus? Name his leg stretching ceremonies. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about because you haven't been part of that religious culture. Good. I have been. All, all of the ladies that auditioned for me tell me that. I wanna, I'm thinking about starting a ministry. I remember the time when we were, you know, we prayed for this lady and I saw her leg get lengthened. Okay. And I ate a Snickers bar. Same thing. What, what's the difference? Same impact. Selling the same kind of boring story. But see, that's, that's so valued in the Pentecostal movement. While the world dies of cancer, we're lengthening legs. If you don't know what I'm talking about, good. You haven't been corrupted. All sorts of things. Pentecostals, oftentimes, their whole life is about being touched. I got touched in that service. I got touched in that service. I'll rate that service a 94% on being touched and on that service a 99%. And I got slain in the spirit. Oh, and God really moved. Yeah, but who's getting saved? By you. Not the pastor. Who? But who's being saved by you? Your own kids are dying and going straight to hell while you're going service to service looking to be touched. Really felt it today. You're a religious person. Just go join the Catholic church. Burn incense to yourself. How do we emanate God? You're going to have to go his way. You're going to have to go to the Holy Spirit, not on your terms. A lot of people are so weird, I hesitate to even tell them this. Because they're going to go to the Holy Spirit on their terms. They believe that the source of their weirdness, 
why it is that they are a light to cockroaches. They, they turn a light on, all the cockroaches. That's how they are to humanity. And they believe that comes from the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to engage. Some, some of you in this room, it's going to be uncomfortable for you. Because it's too weird for you. Jesus, do you know how weird Jesus is? In comparison to this culture, how weird he is? Oh, you're blind? Oh, that's interesting. Let me get some, let me spit on the ground, make a mud pie, and smack it on your face. And in the book of Mark, it actually says, when he spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. See, that's what the Holy Spirit, if, you, if you're all religious and you're all bound, most of us in this room aren't overly religious. What we are is worldly. You have your agenda. I didn't say you're going to hell. See how sweet I am, for the record. I didn't say, I didn't say you're going to hell, did I? I said you're worldly. I'm worldly too, but I've left. You're going to have to engage the Holy Spirit on his terms. Lord, whatever it is you want, I'll do. Lord, if that violates all of my religious upbringing, I'll do it. You're totally safe doing it because the Holy Spirit will only speak this. He only speaks that which he's heard. You're totally safe. That's how you know this isn't a cult right now. I'm not telling you to follow me. I'm telling you to go directly to God. I'm not not telling you to go to Jesus either because he's not here. Jesus can't hear your prayers. Whoops. He said it's to your advantage if I leave. He's gone. He's coming back. It's the Holy Spirit you got to deal with and nobody talks about the man. Directly to him. He sent you the Holy Spirit. Why would you be praying to Jesus in the sky? He's not there either. You got to go on his terms. If you're overly weird, what's the first thing he's going to tell you? Stop being weird. If you're, if you're listening, if you're, if you're totally, if you totally lack all social etiquette, what's he going to tell you to do? Knock it off. I have people, and this offends you, either get over it, go to another church. I'm like, Tom, how could you say that? Because see, I don't need the pastor. I want the pastor. If I stop pastoring tomorrow, I'll be perfectly fine. So I don't worry about offending people. Don't need the money, nothing. See, I have people that meet me at the door and want to tell me their life story. There's 50 people stacked up behind you. I'm, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Archer Pulaski was here. He had 700 people come in and out of this church that day, and people wanted to give me their life story at the door. You're not being led by the Spirit. He would not let you be that idiotic. You ought to know. That's why I don't offer Rodney Howard Brown advice, because the Holy Spirit says he doesn't need you. Got it. You ought to, be, you ought to have that, Right? He'll bring correction to you that's uncomfortable. Some of you are so married to being socially awkward, weird, depressed, bipolar. You never let the Holy Spirit deliver you from any of those things. Because you will not engage him face to face in honesty. You will not go to him and say, Lord, where am I sinning? Where am I compromising? Where am I lying? Will you do that? Because in order to save this generation, you're going to have to. Because nobody else is. Joe Biden's not going to go engage the Holy Spirit. He's too busy slaughtering the unborn. Bless you. You're going to have to do it. Well, Tom, what about Jesus? 
Oh, are you looking? How many people are saved in here? Okay, then why are you want what? Why are you engaging Jesus? Tom, that's blasphemous. No, you, you're not reading your Bible. Why would you be engaging Jesus, who sits at the right hand of the throne of God, and said it is to your advantage that I go away? You know what "go away" means in the Greek? Gone, gone away. People get so offended by this. I had this woman leave the church over it. She left the church, but it's one of those people who leave the church that never really attended to begin with. I'm just letting you know I left the church. Well, how do I know the difference? You came once every three months. Because you're so offended that I said that Jesus was not omnipresent. He wasn't. He wasn't omnipresent. Where was he omnipresent? He didn't, it, am I saying that he couldn't have been? If he, I guess if he wanted to be, but that wasn't his mission. The Holy Spirit's not coming back to redeem the world. Jesus is. So am I blaspheming the Holy Spirit by saying that? No, it's the, they stay in their lane. So what about Jesus? Well, are you looking to be saved? If you're looking to be saved, then we need to go to Jesus first. If you are saved, then it's on to the Holy Spirit, who's way more dangerous because now he's going to live in you. Jesus lives outside of you. <laughs> the Old Testament is dating God. The New Testament, because the Holy Spirit is being married to God. But will you engage him when he comes and flat out tells you that you're wrong? We talk about fruit a lot of times around here, right? Well, who is who's the minister of fruit? The fruit of the Spirit. If you don't have it, you're wrong. You're off. Are you looking to be judged? Then go to Jesus. For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. John chapter 5, verse 22. You want judgment? Fine. Are you looking for the second coming? Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Then go to Jesus. If you're looking for power, that's in the lane of the Holy Spirit. It's not insulting to Jesus because these three are one. Explain that. Tom can't. They can't be offended because they're all one, but all have a separate lane. Ask them when you get there. I have no idea. I go by Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. His thoughts and his ways are above mine. It just is what it is. But if you want power, you got to go directly to the uncomfortable one. The one who brings conviction of righteousness. And of sin. And of judgment. You're going to have to go there. It's not insulting to Jesus. Clowns make it insulting so they don't have to deal with the Holy Spirit. That woman had a mess of a marriage that left this church, a horrible mess of a marriage. I talked to her husband. Dreaded, horrible, unsubmissive, dreadful woman who was upset because I was telling her what the Bible says. She said, well, you know, he didn't, you know he's omnipresent. No, how can he be omnipresent when he said he left? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. John chapter 14, verse 12. You go one right after another if you want them. He left. The Holy Spirit is here, and that's who you need to deal with. He's going to make you uncomfortable, but also bless you beyond measure. Because that's where the power is. But you can't go on your own terms. Oh, Lord, I'm approaching today as a Methodist. 
Here's the most common. I'm approaching today under the umbrella of my life's experiences. I prayed, you know, one time for somebody to be healed. It didn't happen, so we know that healing never happens anymore. My life's experiences I give to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, don't tell me that people, you want everybody well and prosper because I have prayed and it didn't work. Therefore, that became my theology. The apostles prayed and it didn't work too, right? What did Jesus say? Why couldn't we cast out the devils? Because of your unbelief. Will you approach them that way? God tells me about my unbelief all the time. It's uncomfortable. I just pray openly to God. I don't go to God in some sort of, with hymnals in my hands. Amen. I just go and start talking to God. Lord, what do you think about that? Lord, I worship you. I give you my praise. Holy Spirit, I worship you, Lord. It's not insulting to Jesus. Let's look at the verses. John chapter 16, 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That's who you need to deal with. John chapter 14, 16 and 17, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, and most Christians avoid him. Leave that part out because that's not the Bible, that was me. Because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. You're like, how can it be, Tom? That we have the Holy Spirit. How many tongue talkers in here? Shout amen. amen. All right. So how is it that we wield no power? I'm not saying that. I just said that I, I wield power, but not what I, where I want to be. Why is it that we, for the ease of conversation, why is it that we wield no power? Because we were fine with tongue talking. Then we got busy and distracted. No, I'm not really that busy. Yeah, well, even then you're lazy. I'll say that to myself, then I'm lazy, then I'm busy, then I'm lazy. Whatever applies to me, because some of it does apply to me. People ask me, how do you do what you do? It takes long, I said this last week, it takes long periods of time of things that are monotonous. Memorizing scripture, you have to overcome. You have to turn screens off and go memorize scripture. It's the only reason why, the reason why I have a measure of power in my life is because of the seed that I've sown. I didn't go out to an empty field and expect the harvest of seed that I never planted. You're like, well, how, Tom, you're just a natural orator. No, I'm not. I never thought, I nearly failed my speech class in college. Speech. Because the first time I got up to speak, I shook so violently that I had to sit down. And I was in front of like 12 people. But God said, Tom, you got to preach. I'm like, Lord, I prayed over it for months trying to pray my way out of it. I don't want to start a church. You need to start, I'm a police officer. That's, you know, that's, that's what I do. That's it. Uh, you have called you to pastor. I prayed and I prayed about it. And God finally told me in the spirit, he told me, either do it or don't do it, but never pray about it again. So we launched. 
This is, I generate a brand new church about every three years. The people that have been here a long time know that's true. If you look around and look at Lee Benz in the back, how many people in here does Lee know from when he first started coming? Not many, unless he went out and met them. His people run. They run from the Spirit of God and they run from the Word of God because it does not fit their religious requisites. Makes them uncomfortable. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. What's the next verse that's very, very popular? For you do not receive a spirit that makes you slave again to fear. What's everybody in the church now? Slaves to fear. They close either because they're scared of the virus or they're scared of people's reaction to them not closing. So they live in fear. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you do not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. But you receive the spirit of sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. Christians aren't crying out, Abba, Father. They're crying out, Abba, Fauci. It's true. They do everything that he tells. What, what's, uh, oh, I, I, I hate the mask mandates. I hate that we're locking down. I, you know, I hate that they're trying to vax our kids. I hate the vaccine passports. But then you take his vaccine. Explain that to me. Explain to me why it is that you're discerning amongst, amongst liars. Why are you picking and choosing which lie you'll follow? Because it makes you, you know what, I take the vaccine. A, I'm scared of the virus. Okay, that could be. Or you know what, I look like the reasonable one. I'm here to be loved, not love. Luke eleven thirteen 13 says this. If you then, being evil, know how, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who? That's all you got to do. I, don't, I can't guide you in this. I can't. I can't do it. The Holy Spirit, you are unique. There is nobody like you. I can't guide you. Only he can. All I can do is lead you to the water. I cannot grab a hold of your head and shove you in. If I could, I would. I wish physical force was a possibility to, conv- to evangelize people. But it's not always a possibility. This is what Jesus wants. This is what he wants. All the, ask the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants. He said it's your advantage that I go away so that you can ask him. Ask him. He gives you the Holy Spirit, but you have to ask. It may violate every single aspect of your life. Turn him. He may turn your life upside down. You'll never be happier. You'll never be happier. Wait a minute. The Holy Spirit's telling me not to date for years. You'll never be happier. Because all you've done, all you've done is try to quell that inner yearning that only God can fill with a man or a woman. It will never work anyway. That's why you get in fights all the time. She's not fulfilling my needs. She can't. He can't. Nobody can. You're not designed that way. It's like putting a tractor in the Indianapolis 500 and saying, compete. (laughs) What does Jesus want? He wants you to engage the Holy Spirit. Let's look. Matthew chapter 3, about six minutes to go. Everybody good? 
How many wish it was longer? I'll take it. About 48%. I hate all the rest of you, but that's it. 52% of you, I cast off. Matthew 3.11. John the Baptist speaking, I indeed baptize you with water. So we had John, right? Now isn't it funny how the Baptist church calls themselves Baptists? Because this is where they stopped. What are you talking about, Tom? It's, just, it's the same in Acts chapter 19, 1 through 7. Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17. They never even heard of the Holy Spirit until Paul told them or Peter told them. They didn't even know. No idea. Look, now, you, they, now you have this. They didn't have that back then. Those were actual letters that floated around that people handwritten made copies of. Where Peter actually referred to Paul's letters as Scripture. That we have this, so there's no excuse now. Paul wrote, I wish you all spoke with tongues. I, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all, and you have entire generations of Christians who don't speak in tongues. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich, and people are offended by a prosperity message. Or 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says that. They're not led by the Spirit of God. Aaron spoke about it during worship. They're led by their carnal mind. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. That was written to Christians, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. The next verse is the one that Aaron quoted, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. The sinful mind, well, actually that's 8, 7. 8, 6 is the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You have to go his way. What's, are you going to have to be still and know that he's God? Yes, you're going to have to turn this off. You're going to have to give him his time. He's God. Well, I might be bored. Is that so horrible? Are you going to be, listen, the whole time you're bored, what I want you to do is press your fingers right here. You're alive. You'll feel this little thump, thump. You're making it. You'll be all right. When I'm flipping through my stacks of scripture cards that I've memorized, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, do you think I'm just going, man, this is just euphoric. <laughs> I talked about Pete and the rest of the musicians last week. Man, I wish I could do, play lead licks like Dave does and like Pete does or drum like Aaron does or drum like Bill does, play the piano, sing like Naz, whatever it may be. You have to go through boredom then. You gonna go? I mean, every, I think every musician starts off with a C chord. That's where you start over and over and over and over again. After you get done with that, you know what you do? Do it some more. You don't go in there and start playing ACD, ACDC, Angus Young leads on day one. Why can't I play a song? You just picked up the guitar today. Well, I guess God doesn't have it for me. This isn't McDonald's. John the Baptist speaking, Matthew 3.11. I indeed baptize you with water. Worship team, make your ways. We'll get that covered. Make sure you play exactly the right volume. 
In the first service, it was the sound booth's fault, not the musicians. I indeed baptize you with water, John the Baptist says, unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, if he baptizes you with fire and your wood is wet, then what good is it? Rodney Howard Brown says it all the time because people are always getting slain in the spirit. He says, if you don't do anything with it, it's a waste of time. Don't keep coming back to be slain in the spirit over and over and over again because it's a launching pad. You're going to have to sow day in and day out. You're going to have to put hours upon hours upon hours upon hours into your walk with God. I don't, you did it with golf. You did it at work. You do it with your kids. He who loves father or mother, son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. You do it with your kids, hours and hours, teaching them how to read. Tommy's saying that's wrong. No, but God's more important. He says, if you do that and you don't do it for me, you're not worthy of me. Why can't we put hours into God? Do you want, it, do you want everybody in America to die and go straight to hell? That's where we're heading. 150 plus million Americans have already taken the Fauci ouchie. 150 double vaxxed Pfizer people, 150 million. When, when did they start vaccinating? December? 150 million people. You know what? The devil's evangelizing, will we? We've moved from 15 days to flatten the curve into you can't buy, sell, or trade without your vaccination paperwork all around the world. What are we going to do about it? Go to, I don't have a path outside of this for you. Go to the Holy Spirit alone today. How many of you can be alone today? You know you can. Even you with little kids, you do shifts. Give the kid to the husband, you go be alone with God. When you're done, then he can take, then, he, then you take over the kid, and he goes be alone, be alone with God. Well, you know, we just don't want to get into, why? You have one chance on this spinning rock. Zit, one chance. You're not going to evangelize heaven. Everybody's already saved. Who are you going to walk up to in heaven and evangelize? You're going to go up to Matthew? Hey, Matthew. Have you heard about Jesus? Yeah, I was in his ministry, remember? Remember the book that I wrote? Remember that verse, Tom? Matthew 16, 19. And I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. The verse I use the most in this church. Remember that, Tom? I don't need to be evangelized. You know, I wrote that down as Jesus said it. So this is our one chance. And all you got to do, we're done right now. We're not going to do anything after, we, after I'm done talking. We're going to raise our hands. We're going to pray and we're going to go. So you can relax. So today, today, will you go find a place? and engage the Holy Spirit. Will you do it? Because if you don't, there's going to be people that will not get saved if you don't come to the place of emanating His power because the facts don't work. Niceness doesn't work. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Amen? Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are 
this many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking Him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.